0: Yeah. Thanks Scotty. Well good morning everybody. Oh, God is good. <laughs> you know, I, I had a whole message prepared in my mind yesterday morning and by the time I sat down yesterday afternoon to write it, it started and veered off course, but it veered on to where the Lord wanted to go and this morning as we were in uh, worship and uh, as, as Scott was praying, Um, one of the things I want to talk about this morning is truth. What is truth? And as we were praying, I just saw the cross strike the earth and say, this is truth. This is truth. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he said, pray like this, our Father. So Jesus established that God in heaven is a Father to us. Now, Father's Day has a lot of different pictures in our minds, depending on our earthly experience. For some, it's good. For some, it's not so good. But today, I want to talk about our good, good Father. The one who is our Father forever and whose love can never be turned off. That Father, our Heavenly Father. The thing that I started to write, and I'll go back to that, is if someone says to you, what is the most famous Bible verse that most people on the earth would know? What would you say? John 3.16. You got it. You got it. You're clever, you guys. And it is one of the most known verses across the globe to people that know Jesus and people that don't. But the thing that I want to do today is to actually go further than that and speak about that. But speak about the next verse, verse 17, which says this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So a lot of people stop at John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. But the next bit says for God didn't send him into the world to condemn the world, but that we might be saved through him. Now, one of the things about being saved through Jesus, we misunderstand, I believe. A lot of the church misunderstands. We stop at the point where we say, believe in Jesus and you'll be saved. Now, that's true. But when you say believe in Jesus, it's a lot more than just saying, I believe Jesus is who he says he is. It's who is Jesus. Who is this Jesus? This Jesus who came and said, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He's more than just our saviour to stop us from going to eternal damnation and separation from God. He's way more than that. He is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. And so I think that we need to not miss the fullness of what the Father wanted us to see and know In Jesus, it's easy to miss that. The other thing that the Lord's been speaking to me about of late is that little word, so. For God so loved the world. We sometimes skip over that. We say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But the love of God that so loved the world. It wasn't just a, yeah, I love the world. There was a depth to that. For God so loved the world. It's not a love that's a turn it on and off depending on how you feel type love. It's a love that's way, way deeper and more complete than that. And we see that in Jesus. But God loved the world so much he couldn't deny himself and his passion to see us live. You see, what happened was that we chose death when we chose to walk our own way we didn't choose life jesus said i'm jumping all over the place here and there are scriptures for all this and we might get back to them but if not believe me or check it up later in john 10:10 jesus said the devil comes to steal to kill and to destroy but i've come that you might have life in its fullness now he didn't Jesus didn't just say the devil came to mess your life up. He said three distinct things. He came to kill. He came to destroy. And he came to take your life away. To steal what? To steal the truth. The devil came to steal the truth. He came to kill the the life that the Father has for you and I to live. And he came to destroy the future plans that God has for you and your life here on earth. So those three things are actually really important. It's not just one little package that says this. The devil came to steal the truth and to plant lies in the place of truth. He came to kill the life the Father has for you to implant in us a life that's going to lead us to death and destruction. Not eternal death and destruction, that too, but death and destruction today and tomorrow and the day after. It's not a, a then thing. The enemy came to steal life from us today. He wants us to hook on to his promises, which are death death and take our eyes off the one who wants to bring life to us. And then the other thing is that God has for each one of us this awesome journey that's ahead no matter how young or old we are, and that is what's in God's heart for us, but the enemy wants to destroy that and take us another way which is going to offer us nothing, nothing like the wonder and the beauty of the God God love for us and the God life for us. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does because... It's important that we get that. You know, I've been preaching for 60 years almost. And there are some days when I get the thing from the Holy Spirit. And I got the thing from the Holy Spirit today, so I don't know where this is going to go. There's a, there's a sense of breathlessness that comes when, when the Holy Spirit's sort of really on you, you know, or well, for me it is. <clears throat> so the starting point. The starting point of the enemy's work is to steal the truth. Did God really say not to eat from that tree? You won't surely die. That's a good way to start stealing the truth. It began in the garden and it goes on today. Did God really say The enemy lies to us. The attack on truth moves us away from our Father who so loves us, and then makes us vulnerable to believe the lies that kill the life the Father aches in his heart for us to have. The truth, what is the truth? I tell you, if you're like me, in this day and age, truth is a very wobbly kind of thing you know I hear people stand up and say this is the truth and you know they're lying through their back teeth but because they use the phrase this is the truth people go well that must be right but it's not it's like if I told you that in this bible there are certain things that said that if you didn't do what God said to do he's going to cut your head off and you and I said that's the truth and you believe me well then I'm sorry, but you're acting foolishly. See, I didn't say you're a fool. Scripture tells us not to say that. But you've got to check it out for yourself. So when people say, this is the truth, go check it out. Check me out today. Whatever I'm saying, you go home and you have a read and you check it out. Because it's important that the truth is in fact the truth. And that's what the Lord showed me this morning about the fact that Jesus came as the truth. He didn't come as a man, he did that, but he came as the personification of truth. He came as the personification of life. And it's the enemy's assault upon us that wants to take us away from hanging into the true picture of the Father that Jesus brought to earth for us. Pilate said at Jesus' trial, what is truth? Craig, you got your Bible there? I haven't warned him. I just thought I'd drop it on him. Uh, Message is good. I don't mind, actually. But if you look up John 8 and read from 33, the Holy Spirit is not free to make him laugh yet. Uh, John, John 18, I beg your pardon, no, where, yes, um, 18, 18, 18, it's when he's with pilot. Eight's a bit early, so it's 18, 32 or 3, start at 31, thanks Craig. The, did you notice what Jesus said back to Pilate? He said, I was born for this. I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Now, this is the encounter that Jesus has with the world just before he goes to the cross. And what's he say to Pilate? I am truth. I came to be truth. I came to declare truth. And this morning as we were worshipping and then as Scott was praying after that before communion, the Lord just showed me that the cross being driven into the ground with Jesus on it was where truth was impacted into the earth in a way that will go on forever because the cross of Jesus is established in the earth for our forever life and freedom and truth. You get it? Really important to get it. Jesus said, This is truth. Pilate Pilate was looking at Jesus and he didn't see it. The world can look at Jesus and not see truth. The world is wanting to look all around and say, What's truth? Oh, truth is that there was no Holocaust. You know, you hear that sort of garbage and it gets reprinted and reproduced as fact. It's just bizarre. What the world says is truth, when you know facts disprove what they're saying is truth. Well, here we have some facts as well. Some facts about what is truth? Jesus Christ and his personification of the Father into the earth is truth. That's what we need to hang on to. That's what we need to declare. That's what we need to know. When people say, what is truth? Say, Jesus Christ is truth. They go, what are you talking about? But that's the fact. Speak truth, declare truth. Jesus is truth. Now I'm up to page 6a. I got up this morning and went through my notes and I decided the bottom half of 6, I changed it all around, so I wrote 6a and 6b before I got to page 7. Just thought I'd share that with you. <clears throat> In John 14, 6 and 7, we read these words. And, and you, you often... Um, Anyway, six and seven in the NIV. I'm reading out of the NIV today, folks. You know, I like the message as well, but I'm in the NIV. Jesus answered when Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. This is one of the disciples. It's like Jesus is saying, I'm off. And they're going, well, hang on a minute. We don't know what's going on around us here, Lord. This is all a bit confusing for us. We've been walking with you for a few years and you're saying you're going and where are you going and can we come and what's this all about? And Jesus said... I am the way. Thomas said, can you show us, how do we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And again, we stop there often, but it goes on in verse 7. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So here Jesus, when he says, I am, that's a declaration of him being equal with God, just for starters. You know? I am the way. And all the Jewish guys go, "Woo!" he's saying he's the same as God. Yes, he was, because he is. But that really confronted their religious wall of their understanding. I am is God's definition of himself. That's how he named himself when was asked, what's your name? And so Jesus is saying, I am like I am the other I am and I am we're the same I am's so Jesus is declaring he's God to Thomas and the others that were around and he went on and actually explained it he said the fact is that you've seen me you know me then you know the father because we are like that we are one and the same If you really knew me, you'd know my father. Find another scripture here just for fun. In John 8, that's why I was 18 and 8 before I was, where was I at? John 8, 31 to 34, we read these words. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples, then you will know what the truth, and the truth will set you free. That word pops up again. They answered him, "We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we should be set free?" Because they knew Jesus was saying, "You're in bondage." And they say, "No, we're not. We're Abraham's children. We've never been anybody's slave." Jesus went on and said, "I tell you the truth." Okay, that word again. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Guilty. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. See, a slave is a slave, doesn't belong to the family, but a son does. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants Because that was their claim We're Abraham's descendants We've never been a slave So this is where Jesus really nails it Yet you are ready to kill me Because you have no room for my word I'm telling you what I've seen In the Father's presence That's pretty cool I've seen this when I was with Dad With the Father And you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. Now, this is where we get the transition. I don't want you to miss this. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. And Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now I am here. I've not come on my own. But he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. You're getting a word that's coming through this morning a fair bit? It's all about truth. The thing that the enemy came and tried to rip out of the hearts of men in the garden and plant a lie in the place of that truth. And Jesus has come back to reestablish the truth into our hearts that we might know the love of the father. It's about truth. But the enemy, he comes and he lies because he is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies. Oh, guess what? There's two fathers, a good father and a father of lies. Who are we listening to in our daily journey? The other thing to be careful about is the father of lies masquerades as a good God, as a good father. Masquerades as an angel of light. He comes saying, I'm I'm cool. You're cool. I like you. I think you're awesome. And I think we should go this way. I know that there's going to be something really good down around the corner that you're going to love. Come with me. Oh, that sounds cool. Check it out. The father of lies. He only wants to lead you to destruction, not to life. Yet, Jesus says, because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. So here's the swap over point. Jesus says that the enemy comes and he speaks lies. He tricked he tricked all the Jewish leaders, the guys that had spent all their life in the, in the book, in the Torah, in their understanding of who God was and all the prophets. They, were, they reckoned they had it nailed. He's saying, you missed the truth. You missed the truth. So the other father, there is no truth in him. Not even, not even a little bit of truth. He can't speak truth. He's the father of lies. That's who he is. Whereas God is the father of love and truth, Satan is the father of lies and death and destruction. There is no truth in him. Deception for life delivers death, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but inevitably death in this life and the next some people think that death is at the end, and it is, but there's death starts the sooner we start, as soon as we start listening to lies. <clears throat> you see, I, I don't know who ever said this. Somebody, whether somebody ever said it or whether I just thought it, but you know, it's called devil speak. Maybe that was just me. I don't know, but I wrote it down, and it's an old saying about lies, lies, and more lies. Now, if it's not an old saying, I've just declared it to be one, so we'll let it hang out there. <clears throat> Devil speak, because that's what he speaks, is lies. He can't speak truth. It's just not able to. It's not him. Jesus came to be the picture of truth for us, for how the life connected to our Father in heaven should look like. Jesus showed it to us. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He didn't mean a picture caught on an iPhone, like, father it was how he was from the inside out that he was picturing that he was showing he's the one who gives us a direct representation of the father the other passage that i wanted to hook on to was jesus said In John 5, 19, which is another one of my favourite texts, but it goes a bit beyond it. In John 5, 19, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Oh, funny about that. The Son can do nothing by himself. So that's a truth. Jesus said, this is truth. I can do nothing by myself. What he's saying really is, I choose to do nothing by myself, because I choose to be in communion with the Father. Because he goes on and says... He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. It goes on. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whomever is pleased, he's pleased to give it. So here we have Jesus. As the personification of the father and what's that personification look like it is a communion with his father that is expressed into the earth as truth love and power they're so connected in a oneness that God releases his good love into the earth through Jesus you know I've got three kids. I love them, like, to the moon and back, which is a more... Uh, that, that expression didn't exist when I first had children. <clears throat> but it seems to say you love them a lot, and I do. And I've often thought... Well, not often. I have occasionally thought... I want to tell the truth here, see? I have occasionally thought about what it would be like to have to give one of them up. And uh, I, 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 I couldn't do that. I'll be honest, I couldn't do that. But God did. God did. He gave up part of himself, he gave up his son. That we might see what the father was like, but also to deal with the power of the enemy. You see, people think I go on about spiritual warfare too much. I don't go on about it enough. Spiritual warfare is our daily journey of saying to the father of lies, shut up. I don't want to hear your voice. And it's a constant battle to not listen because his whole purpose is to lie to me and you. So I've got to be aware that when these thoughts come to me, hang on a minute, that's not you, Lord. Shut up, Satan. Get away from me, you and your off-siders. It's not always Satan that speaks to me. It's come sometimes some other wandering devil that just decides to wander up beside me and have a word in my ear because he's got at his disposal all the angels that fell from heaven who were part of those that were kicked out, one-third of the angels. So there's two-thirds on the good side and one-third on the bad side, and even if they were all equal in power, the good guys win. So we're on the good side. In the battle... But the most important thing is that Jesus showed us how to battle. He told the enemy, back off. He said in the desert when he was tried, no, I'm going to follow the Father's voice. I'm going to follow the Father's word. I'm not going to follow your stuff. And you know, today in the earth, there are so many other gods being presented. It makes me sick. Literally, Facebook is full of sick other gods. Ho! Yeah. Ho! Oh, And not only Facebook, the newspapers, the television, there's all this stuff that's being presented as, oh, it'd be nice if, or here's another way to be connected to the universe. That's crap. All of it. There is only one way to be connected to who the creator is, and that is Jesus. All the other stuff is garbage. It's out of the pit. Don't touch it. It'll take your life. It will take your life. Today, the Father, who is a good, good God, who loves you, the truth is that he wants you to have communion with him. And that way you find life in an expression that is so beyond anything the world could even dream up. The enemy hasn't got a clue about the goodness of God. He just wants to stuff your life up. He's a good, good father is our God. There are so many... Th- oh, there's so much stuff on Facebook. You know, memes. I don't even know what memes mean. But they're things that seem to float around on Facebook... People get hooked on these little trails. And these trails, you know where they lead you to? The pit. A lot of it's philosophy. Garbage. I'm not saying all philosophy is garbage. but I'm saying a lot of it is. It's on Facebook anyway. I don't mind how often someone wants to debate the word with me. I'll take that every day. But when they want to talk to me about other stuff, And I mean, I'll name a few. We've got, what do they call it? Looking at the calendars, you know. Horoscopes, thank you. See, I don't even like the words that the Lord, uh, but they are horoscopes, that's right, yeah. Horoscopes, that's a good way to put it. Give them a miss. They're, They're just a lot of garbage. You know, people go and see, mediums people who are medium that's someone in between you and truth no thanks i got jesus he's truth he's shown me life he speaks to me and the other thing is that he doesn't stop speaking we can block our ears but we can choose to hear his voice above the voice of the enemy You know, don't think for one minute that the enemy's voice is stronger than Jesus' voice. It's not. We can hold hands with it, we can lean into it, and we can listen, and we can go, oh, that sounds nice. But is it the truth? No, it's not. And if you're not sure about the voice, say, Lord, is that your voice? And Jesus will say, no, or yes he's not going to lie to you get that he is not going to lie to you so if you say Jesus I really want to know if that's you that's a legitimate prayer question and Jesus will answer it straight up he's not going to leave you lost and wondering he's not going to leave you to the hands of the darkness so don't don't think that oh I'm not sure if this is Jesus or not go Jesus is that you I really need to know if that's you because I haven't got no idea where I'm at right now. And he'll answer you. He'll say, yeah, that's me. Or no, that's not me. Just a little bit of sharing of how I think you need to go about it. Recently we had um, Maria Ing from Adelaide here. And she spoke about the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It was great. I loved it. Um, Because, you know, it was speaking to my heart and mind. Uh, You've probably heard me speak about the dance where I see Father, Son, Holy Spirit inviting me into a dance. And all of us, there's this sense of having this complete intimacy and communion and moving with God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit and me. Now that dance is one that you're all invited into. The Lord has his hands out saying, come, let's dance together. Let's be in this communion together. In John 17, Jesus said, and he prayed for us just before he went to the the, the final interviews with our friend Pilate. Jesus um, prayed and he said, Father... I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I've given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I'm of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world even as I'm not of it. Sanctify them by what? The truth. The truth. Your word is truth. I didn't know truth was in the Bible so much. It's right through it because it's all about truth. (laughs) Funny about that. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. Listen to this bit, this, this bit. When I, I, first, I first had a revelation of the truth in this when I was up teaching a, at, a, at a, a family camp for a, some uniting churches in Toowoomba 30 years ago. And as I read it, it's suddenly like, oh, true. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this means me. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you, that's me. Jesus is praying for us here, right here. Jesus is saying, for those who will believe because of their message, I'm praying for them too. And what's he go on and say? That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is saying, let's, let's all be one, Father. I'm praying that they'll be one with us. It's not a them and us deal with God, it's all about us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit and us. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. This is Jesus' prayer for you and me. Father, I want those you've given me to be with me where I am. This is in 1724, if you're not sure where I'm up to. Sorry, I don't know if I said that. And to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, the world does not know you, I know you, Jesus is saying. And they know that you've sent me. I've made you known to them. This is it. This is where the rubber hits the road. Jesus is saying, I have made you, Father, known to them. So Jesus has shown us the Father. And will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. And that I myself may be in them. I used to sort of struggle with that but then I suddenly realized Jesus is truth. The truth and the love are in our hearts because of Jesus. So Jesus is in our hearts as truth. Not as some kind of float in and out spirit. He's in our hearts as truth. And if you struggle with knowing whether Jesus in your heart is in your heart, go to the truth. And that's Jesus. And let that sink into your heart. And Jesus will be in your heart. It's not some whiffly waffly, if the wind blows to the left or the right, I'll know Jesus is in my heart. No, it's more than that. There's truth. There's truth. It's getting hot. So today, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. We have to choose our father. Or we can choose our father. We don't have to. But the invitation from God, I believe, on this Father's Day is to choose your father. Who? Who's your father? God or Satan? Good pick. Good pick. You see, the I am has said, I am here to be your I am. I am here to be your life. I am here to be your truth. I'm here to be your future. Whereas the enemy comes and says, I'm here to kind of promise you something that I really can never deliver, but it's going to take you down this other path that you're going to think is awesome for a while, but it's a slippery slope to hell. You know what hell is? Hell is separation from God. And it goes on forever until there's a picture of being burnt up at the end somewhere. I don't get into that stuff because I'm not going there. So I'm not really worried about it. What I'm worried about or what I hang on to, I don't worry about it, is the fact that I know that there's a difference that God has made in my life. A big, big difference. Because I realise that I make a lot of mistakes. Just ask Carol, she'll give you a checklist. But but I know that God loves me. I know that He has forgiven me. I know that His truth has come into my heart. I know that if I hang on to His truth and His truth alone, that I will find life in the fullness that He intends for me to have. You see, one of the things that God has always been upset about is when we choose other gods. That went wrong for Him right back at the beginning. And it is the biggest single no-no to have a relationship with God. And that's why you can't play in both camps. You can't be, it's God and it's this other stuff too. I'll add on a few bits because makes sense seems good you know I can do these things and that won't cause any harm the other day I'll finish in a minute I was praying for my children which I do regularly a lot and I'm I'm blessed that God prompts me to pray for them a lot but the other day I was praying and I suddenly realized that in our day when we were young and we had children it was normal to have godparents You you had godparents for your children. And that was a good thing. The idea was that if Carol and I got run over by a truck, we'd have people who cared about our kids that would look after them for us. And for us, even in our state of understanding at that point, what we really had asked them to do was to grow them up in the knowledge and love of God. You know, that's all we could ask, but that's what we asked. And the other day as I was praying, I suddenly realised that I'm not sure that the godparents for our children are necessarily godly couple have fallen off the off the perch some as in some have died but others haven't but they've fallen off the god perch <laughs> but there's still there's still stuff going on there's stuff in the spirit going on and suddenly I saw this picture it's like hang on a minute and I cut off all of the spiritual connections between the god parents we gave authority in the spirit to over our children Why didn't God tell me that a long time ago? He only told me last week. The reason is that because he's very on about no other gods right now. And a couple of the godparents who are still alive have wandered off into all sorts of thinking about Buddhism and, and Hinduism and some of the practices that go with that. And I'm going, I don't want that for my children. I don't want that in the spirit for my children. I've cut it off. And I've cut it off because it's not going to bring life to them. Now, you think I'm crazy? Maybe I am. But I'm crazy for what God's truth tells me. And God's truth tells me that that stuff is not good for my children or their children or their children's children or however many generations God's got in mind before He comes back and sorts the whole mess out. These are the things that, as the Lord prompts you, we need to hear. We need to pray. We need to go, truth, thank you, Lord, I'll pray your truth. So this morning, question. Do you want to give God a present for Father's Day? Because he's got a present for you. His present for you is his Holy Spirit. Who is God? And as the Holy Spirit comes with more of who he is to us, so, we begin to know more the things that we've talked about this morning. We understand more about truth. We understand more that Jesus is truth. He's the way. He's the way to live. He set a path. He said, Do this. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's just for starters. You know, when you get that done, there'll be other things to do. I've got a bit left to do in that, that, that track yet. Go into all the world and make disciples. I'll be with you always, he says. So we go, okay, I've got Jesus with me. Well, the Jesus you've got with you is truth. Don't get sucked into something other than truth. And Jesus is with us. And the Holy Spirit is with us as we go forward. Jesus said, I'll be with you always, even unto the end. And so we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit and us in this dance. So the gift from the Lord today is more of the Holy Spirit so that you will hear his voice, you will know his voice, you will receive the love, the joy, the patience, the kindness. You know, a few weeks ago... I was walking one morning and I, just, I was just overwhelmed. And I said, Lord, thank you for the kindness you've shown me all my life. I'd never thanked God for his kindness before. And then the next Sunday morning, Kirk mentioned kindness. I go, "I think the Lord's saying something here. You know, we need to tune our ears to what's the Spirit saying for you every day. And then there's been a bit more about kindness and loving kindness. And, and, and in our kinship group the Lord has been speaking to us about his kindness and it's caused all sorts of disruptive responses. His kindness is part of who he is, the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You notice it doesn't say happiness. Happiness is not a fruit of the Spirit. Happiness is a man-invented emotion. Health! Oh, there you go. I to take that one to the bank. You see, it's joy that's from the Holy Spirit. Oh, that'll kill happiness any day. Oh. And 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 you know, there's a there's a we chase, that's a that's a rabbit trail of the enemy. Happiness, it really is. It's being promoted as everyone should seek their happiness. Well, that you know, what that's about that's about you, not about him. He's going to bring what? Truth, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The last one he's still working on for me quite a lot, actually. And when I say more, Holy Spirit, I say, can you leave the end one off for a while? I'm not ready for that. <laughs> but he, he yeah. <laughs> i am got to trust God's timing on all these things. Ah, thank you, Lord. So this morning, Jesus has come to show us. God so loved the world. God so loves the world. He so loves you. Even when you think you're not lovable and when you think you're something other than who God wants you to be, he so loves you. And Jesus didn't come to judge you or condemn you. He came to call you into communion with the Father. And to say, this is the truth. I am the truth. I've come to show you the truth. I've come to be the truth. I've come to leave you with the truth. The truth of who the Father is. And I've come that you can have life in all its fullness. The way God meant it to be, not the way some plan of man or the enemy is. So today is a day when the Holy Spirit wants to come and bring a greater understanding of just how powerful is God's truth to change the world because God's truth is Jesus Christ personified. I'm glad the kids are back. Because I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to come and do stuff. (laughs) Can we stand? Thank you, Father, that you never give up on us, Lord, that your love for us is so total and your truth for us, Lord, is shown to us in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you delivered life to us through your death and resurrection. Thank you, Lord, that the cross stands as the intersection between Earning your goodness and receiving your goodness. Today, Lord, we would say yes because you are a good, good father. And Lord, we ask that as your kingdom would come, that you would bring life to those parts of us where the enemy has tried to sow death. So Holy Spirit, to all those that are in their heart saying yes, would you come? Come Holy Spirit. Just receive what the Lord wants to bring to you now.